Murder by Expert. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents Murder by Expert. With your host and narrator, Mr. John Dixon Carr, world-famous mystery novelist whose books have been translated into 17 languages and have sold over 10 million copies, and author of the recently published detective novel, Below Suspicion. Good evening. This is John Dixon Carr. Each week at this time, Murder by Experts brings you a story of crime and mystery which has been chosen for your approval by one of the world's leading detective writers. Tonight, our guest expert is the noted mystery writer, Matt Ehrlich. From the thousands of thrillers he has read and enjoyed, Mr. Ehrlich has selected an adventure of that first-moving, humorous young detective couple, Susan and Johnny Duke, written by Andrew Phillips. And now we present Anne Shepard and Larry Haynes in The Unseeing Witness. The name's Duke, Johnny Duke. You know, it's a funny thing. In the movies and on the radio, private eyes are always big, handsome, two-fisted guys working day and night on sensational cases, collecting heavy fees and beautiful blondes. Me? I'm five feet seven, and if I don't land the first punch, I usually end up on the floor. The cases I get? Well, they're not sensational, and they barely pay expenses, and... There's never a beautiful blonde involved. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'd take that morning last week. I was sitting right here in my office when the door opened. And the game came in. Yeah, she was a blonde, all right, and beautiful. She stood there for a moment, and we just stared at each other. She crossed to my desk, and then slowly and deliberately kissed me. And she got down to business. Johnny, it's the first of the month. Yeah, I know. We've got $54.23 in the bank. I know, Duchess. Johnny, you'll never guess who I bumped into yesterday. The last person in the world I ever expected. Inspector Ross. Where'd you bump into him, baby? In his office? What a suspicious nature you have. Johnny, I'm sure he'd give you back your job on the fourth. No, Susan. Can't blame a girl for trying. I know things are tough, Duchess, but I'll... Well, Kay, what are you doing here? Oh, Susan, Johnny, you've got to help me. Well, what's wrong, Kay? They've arrested Bill. Bill? What for? Murder. Oh, Susan, I've been going crazy. Bill didn't come home all night. They called me from the police station a half hour ago, but they wouldn't let me talk to him. All right, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute, Kay. Now, one thing at a time. Who's been murdered? Duval. Gracie Duval? Uh-huh. The mug who owns the Pelican That's right. Well... Why did they think Bill did? I don't know. When he left the house last night, he said he was going to the Pelican Club. Why? Well, Duval asked Bill to handle a lawsuit for him last month. Oh. Didn't he know Duval was a mobster? Yes, and that's why I wanted him to get out of it. Well, didn't he? But that's why he went there last night. But he didn't come back. Oh, Johnny, what'll I do? What'll I do? All right, all right. Now get hold of yourself, Kate. It's one thing to bring a murder charge and another to make a stick. Now you just sit tight. I want to get to the Pelican Club before the cops and Inspector Ross, in particular, mess up the evidence. Nothing. 
No, Johnny. This is one case that's open and shut. Uh, that's what you say about all of them, Inspector. Yeah. Well, this time I can prove it. Well, look, would you mind letting the Duchess and me look over the room where Duval was killed? Not at all. Right through this doorway. Mrs. Duke doesn't mind coffee. Doc isn't through his examination yet. Oh, no. I'm used to them. Uh, Bill Carlson's a friend of mine, Inspector. I can't believe he's a murderer. You don't have to take my word for it, Johnny. Hey, Kelly, bring Benedict in. Benedict was Duval's manager. He'll tell you. Did you want to see me, Inspector? Yes, Benedict. This is Johnny Duke. Tell him what you told me a little while ago. Well, uh, a fellow Carlson came into the club last night a little before midnight. He had an appointment with Duval. I told him in here, and I left the club. This morning, when I knocked on the door, it was unlocked by Carlson. Duval was lying on the floor, dead. Get that, Johnny? Carlson was here all night. The doc, you finished looking at the body? Yes. Preliminary examination shows that death occurred between 4 and 6 in the morning. It was caused by suffocation. You mean Duval was strangled, doctor? No, there are no bruises on the throat. Apparently, he was smothered. An autopsy will give us his answer. I'll have it for you in 24 hours or so, Inspector. I'm a little busy. That's all right, Doc. No rush. Couldn't someone else have come into the office during the night and smothered the van? Yep, that's impossible. Johnny, take a look at the lock on this door. It can't be opened from the hall, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, what's in the next room? That was Duval's bedroom. There's one window in here and one in there. Neither of them's been opened. A dust test through that. Now, you tell me how anyone could have gotten in here last night. Go on, darling. Tell him. Uh... I, I'm afraid I can't. Uh, of course you can't. May I uh, go now, Inspector? Uh, just a minute, Benedict. These uh, empty champagne bottles in the wine buckets and these two glasses, when were they served? Oh, um, yes. Just before I left last night, I had one of our men bring them up. Then you weren't the last man to see the Val last night? Well, uh, not exactly. Well, you've got a short memory, fortunately. You get the man with service. I assure you, he doesn't know anything about it. Go ahead, do as Mr. Duke says. All right. Moment. Johnny, don't you ever get tired asking questions? Of course not. Why, if Johnny hadn't asked me the way to Times Square, which he knew all the time, we'd never have met. Here's the man that served the champagne last night. Oh, fine. Well, if it isn't Melvin. Johnny Duke. Johnny. Well, how are you, Melvin? Say, where have you been since I last saw you? Well, I found myself up against the gun for trying to fit the mitt into a five yard of sleepy hollow. What did he say, dear? Oh, oh, he says he just served five years at the state prison in Trenton. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Melvin, Melvin, this is my wife, Susan. Duchess, this is Melvin Maloney, better known as Melvin the Muscle. Yes, he's quite a twist in the twirl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny, why don't you ever say things like that to me? Uh, uh, say, uh, Melvin, I, I understand you were the one who served this champagne last night. Yes, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Well, well, tell me, what happened? Nothing. Mr. Benedict hands it to me. I takes and knocks on the door. The bell opens up, grabs the bottle of sparkle, and shuts the door. I hear him lock it. Uh-huh. What else do you know? Well, that's all, Johnny. Honest. I wouldn't hold out on you. Well, Johnny, what do you say now? Well, I'm not going to say anything, Inspector, until I hear Carson's story. Bill. Johnny, 
Susan, how did you know? Hey, told us. Where is she? Is she all right? She was nearly out of her mind when she came to the office this morning. She must have been poor kid. They wouldn't let me talk to her. Said they'd call her. Bill. Bill, did you kill DeVal? I never wanted to kill anybody in my life. Did you kill him, though? I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right, I'm here to help you if I can. Now, tell me what happened. Well, I was working on a lawsuit for DeVal. Yeah, I know about that. What happened when you went to the Pelican last night? Well, DeVal was waiting for me in his office. Mm-hmm. I told him I was going to quit. Handed him the papers I'd been working on and gave him my bill. Then what happened? Well, he tried to talk me into staying on. While we were arguing, someone knocked on the door and brought in a couple of bucks of champagne. We started to drink, and DeVal got mean. Yeah. Finally, he took a poke at me. He missed. So I clipped him on the chin, and I knocked him out. Well, what happened next? I don't remember anymore. I must have gone into the next room and passed out. Uh And no one came in during the night? I don't know. I told you I passed out. Well, when did you come to? This morning. Someone knocked on the office door. I got up and unlocked it. Uh, The key was on the inside? Yes. When I opened the door, Benedict was standing there, and DeVal was sprawled on the floor. Dead. Is that all you can tell me, Bill? That's all I know. How do you think it looks, Danny? Well, trouble is you haven't told me anything that breaks down the case against you. Mountain, we'll find a way. So long, Bill. So long, John. Thank you. Goodbye, Bill. Well, darling, what are you going to do? To help him out, I mean. I don't know, Duchess. The best thing to do is to go home and sleep over it. If Bill didn't do it, then it's the perfect murder. for that. Now, go to sleep. I can't sleep. I keep thinking of poor Kay and Bill. I'm glad I asked you to stay with us. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Now, Duchess, it's after two. I can remember when you used to do everything under the moon to keep me out until two o'clock. Engine trouble, out of gas, flat tires, emotion of the battery. Darling, you never did explain to me what emotion of the battery is. Oh, there ain't no such animal, baby. (laughs) Then you just made it up to keep me out. Did I know what would come of it? Now go to sleep, please, Duchess. I can't. I. Oh, great. Who can that be? All right, all right. Stay where you are, Duchess. I'll get it. All right, take it easy. Can't you see I'm coming? Johnny, Johnny, let me in. Nothing. Why are you shaking, sir? Come on, come on. Hello, Mr. Duke. I'm sorry to crash in. Is that a new dance you're doing, Melvin? My knife. My knife. You're under the loop. All right, all right. Now stand oh, still I, for I, just I, a I, second, Melvin. Tell me who was at the dance. Uh, oh, Kay, this is Melvin. Melvin, this is Kay Crow. Oh, I'm happy to meet you. Yes, me too. All right, now, what happened? Johnny, I'm as good as up the handle. What? Yeah, on the even. Three messes ride me out to the meadows, giving me the chill all the way. The cross was on me, and they was doing the stalk. Johnny, what's he saying? Oh, uh, three men took Melvin for a ride, but he managed to escape. Really? He was nice to him. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. Melvin, uh, who's putting the finger on you? The big payoff. Oh, now, wait a minute. 
How could the vow put you on the spot when he's dead? Your governor's wrong. The vow is the dressing, the payoff is Benedict. Benedict? Johnny. Uh, oh, uh, Melvin said the vow was only the front for the pelican outfit. The real brain is Benedict. Well, maybe Benedict had something to do with the vow's murder. Uh, it's an angle, please. Now, why would Benedict want you out of the way, Melvin? Well, nothing. I'm getting the toss around. A short kind like me don't cut the score with him. I'm cracking a straight line to clock around, so why the plant? I yes. Darling, translation. Uh, Melvin said he can't understand why Benedict wants him out of the way. He hasn't talked. Well, even if he did, who could understand him? Uh, Melvin, Melvin, are you sure you've told Papa everything? Now, would I slip a fly G like you to Roddy at a time like this? Yeah. Melvin, this morning, Benedict forgot all about the champagne in the office. Then he didn't want to tell me who brought it there. Now, why? I don't know. You can put me to bed with his shovel if I'm holding Yeah, I know, I know, Melvin. Well, maybe you're being taken for a ride has a connection with the murder. John, maybe Melvin knows something, only he doesn't realize it. Of course. And Benedict is scared he might wake up to it, so he sends him for a ride. Well, well, well that might be it. I tell you what, Melvin, you're staying here until you remember what Benedict doesn't want known. Well, I already told you everything I know, honest. Melvin, what you need is to be psychoanalyzed. Huh? And I'm just the one to do it. Let me question him, Johnny. Well, nothing else seems to work. What do you say, Melvin? Anything you say, Johnny. You and the missus is back to back, especially seeing I got the small pile. The small pile? <laughs> it means he's in trouble, baby, and it might be catching. Oh. <laughs> I uh, hope your insurance policy is here in order, dear. Please, Melvin, think hard. It means so much. I'm practically blowing a fuse. He says that's red when he thinks, but he doesn't say a thing that's of any value. We've been questioning you for two hours now, Melvin, and all we get is the same story. I run the bottle of sparkle to the office, knock on the door, to Val opens, grab, shut, lock, oh. Yeah, well, that's what I've been telling you. Johnny, can't you make these twists take that lamp out of my eye? That's blinding me. You think I was down at headquarters? You're only trying to make you feel at home. Yeah, besides, Melvin, I thought you said you were once under police willing for 36 hours. I was, only it wasn't like these twists. They was nice to me. I can be just as nice as the police department. Here, you can have another eclair. What you say? Johnny, come away from the window and help us. Uh, I've got a very nice view from here of one of Benedict's men watching our hut. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I'm being mouthed. Let me see him. Oh. Who is he, Melvin? Oh, it's the Ripper. I'm as good as up the hand. Now, Melvin, you're Johnny, safe. Johnny, you don't have the count on Benedict. He knows more than old Hebb's young. Well, Johnny is pretty bright, too. Why, once you got as far as the $4 question... Well, as the saying goes, I'm living on time for it. No. Yeah, I'm... Why don't you make yourself comfortable? Here. Here's a chair. Oh, thanks. Thank you, thanks. Oh, hey, Johnny, she's putting the lights in the eyes again. Melvin, you start singing for Kay. I've got to do some shopping for dinner. Well, get some A class, will you? Well, like I was saying, I run the bottle of sparkle to the office, knocks on the door, the valve grabs... Now, 
Carlson, are you sure there isn't something you haven't told us? Well, I, uh, I got a guy in Jersey City. Johnny, come over to the window. The men watching the apartment, they're gone. You think Benedict has given up trying to get Melvin? Not Benedict. That bloodhound never gives up. Oh, that must be Susan. How I am I wonder why Benedict called his gorillas off. Oh. Good evening. You yes. Johnny, it's him. He's come to plant me. Hello, Benedict. Come on in. Good evening, Mr. How are you, Melvin? Oh, I'm all right. Relax, Melvin. I came up for a little talk. What do you want? I thought we might possibly straighten out this little misunderstanding between us. Token of my good faith, I've withdrawn the men who were watching your apartment. Am I supposed to be grateful? Calm now, Mr. Duke. Isn't the attitude to take when I'm willing to let bygones be bygones? Can't we forget what's happened? You mean that ride you gave Melvin? I'm sorry about that. And my boys are a little overzealous in performance of their duties. You know I wouldn't hurt you, don't you, Melvin? You'd give a week's take to see me talk it down. I assure you, Melvin, when I learned what the boys had tried to do to you, I was shocked. I only wanted to make amends. Yeah, with a shovel. Why did the boys take Melvin on a ride? They caught him taking money that didn't belong to him. But what they wanted to do was part disaster. I never swilled the tail. Uh, you couldn't want Melvin so badly because he holds the peace to Val's murder. Because you know he can send you to the chair. You're wrong. I have my own personal reasons for wanting him. You gonna give him up? No. Duke, um, some of my boys were anxious to tear this place apart. That's not the way I work. You're going to hand Melvin over peaceful. He'll have a long wait. You'll wait just as long before you see your wife. My wife, Val. Imagine my surprise when I bump into her this evening. Only a few blocks from here. I persuaded her to become my house guest for the time being. Oh, you dirty lots of you lay a hand. easy, Johnny. See, if I'm not back at the Pelican Club in half an hour, the boys have their instructions. You can't get away with it, Benedict. I don't scare easy, Duke. Give you 24 hours to think it over. When I get Melvin, you get your wife back. Johnny, what are we going to do? Hours have been walking up floor, not saying a word. Melvin, Melvin, you know Benedict. Where's he likely to hide to? Well, he's got to hide out in Westchester. Sure, Johnny, that's it. No, 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 too obvious. Well, but nobody knows about it, Johnny. Uh, he's probably counting on my visiting there. If I know Benedict, he'd probably try to outsmart me by keeping a right at the Pelican Club. Yeah, yeah, he is full of tricks. Yeah. Melvin, I want you to draw me a layout of the Pelican. I'm paying a visit to Oh, no, listen, Johnny, you got to take me with you. That place is big and full of rippers, and it's got more rings and outs than I could tell you about. All right, you can come with me. And I'm going to. Uh-oh, no, no, okay. There'll probably be trouble in front of you. Please, please, don't make me say you're going to have go crazy. Please, Johnny, please. All right, all right, all right. Come on. You can keep the motor running for a quick day. Let's go. Hey, nice door, Johnny. Uh, I suppose Benedict has the place wired. Yeah, yeah, you take it. All right, all right come on. Now, the first tip is to silence the alarm. You, you got the tools? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you keep a sharp lookout. Probably got a couple of the boys on the other side. I'm watching. I'm watching. You, you get me? Yeah. yeah. No more. God damn it, it's one of the boys. I flatten against the wall. I'll take him. Hey, what are Into your pocket. 
You're accusing me of cheating? Listen, you big gorilla. If you don't return that card, I'll bust you one right in the ticket. I hate to be intimidated. I'm going to count these cards, and if I find only 51, Mike, you'll be sorry. One, two, three, four. Hey, what do you know? Here's an ace on the floor. Now, isn't that strange? And right by your chair, too. It's my deal, and I suggest you boys dig up a little more coin of the realm. Oh, yeah. Like the, uh, money. Hey, what goes? It sounds from here like a card game, Johnny. He's in there, all right. And when I take it, the way she made me promise never to play poker. Oh, listen, Johnny, listen. Them messes are easy with the lead. How are you going to spring it? Well, I'm going to yell for her to hit the floor. Then I'll shoot out the light. While those gorillas are throwing it around, I'll pull her out. Johnny, someone's coming this way. Huh? If he lets out a peep, it's up the handle for her. All right, all right. I'm going to meet him. Is that you, Mike? Oh, why aren't there some lights on? Oh, oh, let go, I guess. Oh, oh, oh. Did you get him, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, experiment. It's not cold. Swing him over your shoulder, man. We're going to take him out to the car. I'll get back in it, Johnny. It's too risky alone. Come on, now. Let's finish it. Go ahead. Do it like that. Okay. But look out for them guys when they turn on me. Yeah, don't worry. I will. I will. Well, what do you say? Um, I'll stay with it, no damage up to me, Art. I'm playing along. I wish the boss would show up before she turns me out. I'll see you, boys. I'm ready for your shower. So the the floor. Somebody's out the light. I'm watching Johnny go. I think I got it. Hold on. I got you, got you. Come on. How do I want to go? Come on before I ring your neck. Oh, hold on. I'm in the door. I got him. Oh, it's me. I got him. Hold on. Hold on. This way, dear, not the back. Johnny, I think they're coming after us. He has the car ready for a fast All right, get the back door. Now, oh, this way. Come on, Johnny. Get going, Kate. Right. Listen, you all right? Yeah. I'm just out of breath. Johnny Melvin said you solved the murder. Yeah. It looks where you're driving. Oh. Oh. All right, you can take us to headquarters. We're going to exchange Benedict for Bill. Johnny, how did Benedict kill Duval? With dry ice, maybe? Dry ice? Uh-huh. You see, the champagne buckets Melvin delivered to Duval were full of it. After Bill knocked Duval out and went into the bedroom, the dry ice evaporated into carbon dioxide, see? Duval regained consciousness, but fell asleep on the floor next to the champagne bucket where his body was found. Carbon dioxide is heavier than air, and it made a layer on the floor of suffocating gas. Duval breathed it in and died of suffocation. Then if Bill hadn't been in the bedroom, he would have... Yes. No wonder Melvin was so valuable. He was the only one who knew that Benedict gave him the dry ice. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. I runs the bottles of sparkles to the office, knocks on the oh, door... Oh, no, it... not again. Uh, Duchess, Duchess, would you mind telling me why you didn't want to leave just now? I practically had to carry you out of that. You certainly did. Why couldn't you have waited a few more minutes? I was ready to choke you for butting in when you did. But why? Oh, Johnny, I had four aces in my hand and two in my pocket. Well, we turned Benedict over to Inspector Ross, and he very reluctantly released Bill Cross. The inspector's a man who hates to be proven wrong. Dan Bill thanked me, and they did it so nicely, I didn't have the heart to ask them for a fee. Uh, fortunately, the Duchess still had clutched in her hand $250 of the money she'd won playing poker. 
Well, after giving her a lecture on the evils of gambling, I took the money and paid our bill. And that concluded the case of the unseen witness. Uh, the moral? Well, as the Duchess said... Two extra aces never hurt. <laughs> And so the curtain falls on the Duke and the Duchess and the case of the unseen witness, which was chosen by guest expert Matt Ehrlich. Mr. Ehrlich is author of the newly published novel, The Big Eye. Next week at this time, Murder by Experts brings you a story of two men who pitted their wits against each other. One, a professor of psychology. The other, a big-time mobster. As selected for your approval by Brett Halliday. Until then, this is your host, John Dixon Carr, hoping you'll be with us again next week at this time. The Unseeing Witness was written by Andrew Phillips. In the cast were Larry Haynes, Ann Shepard, Bill Zuckert, Joyce Gordon, Kermit Murdoch, Lawson Zerby, and Roger DeCogan. Music is under the direction of Emerson Buckley and was composed by Richard DuPage. Murder by Experts is produced and directed by Robert A. Arthur and David Coke. Russ Dunbar speaking. This is the world's largest network serving more than 500 radio stations. The Mutual Broadcasting System.